Okay. We're going live in three, two, one. Welcome to the True North Podcast. We are season two, episode three, and tonight I'm welcome, welcoming just really dear friends and a couple of really powerhouse women that are so near and dear to my heart and the work that they're doing is, I mean, incredible. And they are living their true North life. They are on their divine mission, living their divine purpose. And it is such a pleasure tonight to introduce to you, Jessica Rose and Michelle Marie. They are within an organization called FIRE. Freedom is for everyone. And they are absolutely doing amazing work in the field of sex trafficking and bringing awareness and really providing aftercare services, which is how I became, uh, how our relationship really developed. And so I'm not really going to blabber on. I'm bringing Jessica onto screen. I've got Michelle on anchor and because of technical reasons tonight, we're, we're seeing how this works and if we need to redo something, we will. Uh, but Jessica, welcome to the show. And could you please give yourself a little introduction? I am not really wanting to read notes. I want it to be very just um, kind of coming from your your way that you express what it is that you do. Thank you. Yes, so my name is uh, Chaplain Reverend Jessica Knight. I am the founder and executive director for Fire Revolution Freedom Center and Advocacy for Women, Inc. And as you stated, the acronym FIRE stands for Freedom is for Everyone. Um, I founded uh, FIRE in 2015, um, just, uh, just after having served as an advocate within the, the social issue, um, you know, in the, the war against uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking primarily. Um, my mom is a traffic survivor. Um, that's kind of where my heart is. Um, I recently uh, have been sharing that, um, you know, my mom came over to the United States in two, 1970. And so back then there wasn't the resources, there wasn't the, the community um, to help her with her healing. And so I watched my mom suffer. Uh, even though she had made these right choices, she was doing the right things. Our community that we were living in just wasn't very supportive um, and still treated her like the person that she used to be. So her suffering, her challenges, um, her vulnerabilities then became my vulnerabilities. Uh, and so later in life, I was recruited by a, a man who later told me that he was a convicted trafficker. And, uh, and just the journey of taking a stand and not wanting to be trafficked, um, it has been a 12-year journey now, and that particular trafficker still searches for me, tries to reach out to me, um, and it's, 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 it's horrible, absolutely horrific to go through it alone. Uh, I feel very blessed to have Michelle, um, who has kind of helped me through some of my challenges, uh, and because, you know, and as a result of that journey, 
um, just not wanting that, that no woman should have to go through that alone. And I don't want my, my vulnerabilities and my challenges to become my daughters. I have three daughters and I, I just don't want to pass those down. And so just fulfilling that need in the community of working with survivors that have, have exited out uh, for many years and providing not just the resources and opportunity, but providing like a sisterhood. Um, I love that the, the survivor community within FIRE, we serve one another, which is, is it's unique in and of itself that, that we get together and we find out what dreams and passions each survivor has, and then we each serve that survivor. So that's really who I am and, and what FIRE represents. Beautiful, thank you. And Michelle, while uh, she's not on camera with us tonight, <laughs> please, Michelle, you are on Anchor, and could you please uh, introduce yourself? Uh-oh. You might need to unmute something. Uh -oh. oh, she's gone. So maybe <laughs> she'll come back in or she can join us over on uh, the YouTube. We'll figure out how we can get her back in here. Um, welcome to live uh, YouTube. And there are technical difficulties that, that come into play. So I'm just trying to figure this stuff out myself. And so we'll do the best that we can. And if Michelle comes back in, uh, we will continue um oh there she is that's so weird it said i was here the whole time and i could hear you guys <laughs> and everything uh that's well crazy. now i can hear you <laughs> so can you um just give a little uh introduction if you will please yeah of course yeah. so i'm I'm Michelle Marie and I am a part of that fire that Jessica just spoke of and um, I am the lead sex trafficking advocate for fire and also I am re referred to or looked to whenever there's um, any sort of issues with youth or children on the hotline or you know anything else we may come across uh, they Oh. We lost you a little bit, Michelle. <laughs> well, she's still she's still showing up on my feed, so uh, it might be that um, that we've got just the internet. Oh, she's popped back out. So who knows? Um, it's just been one of those days, I swear, like everything today I went out and anyway, it doesn't, I, I, it's been one of those wonky days where this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so we'll just, uh, keep the smiles on our faces and, um, yeah, we'll just, uh, keep plowing ahead. So let's, let's, uh, switch over to you then Jessica and, this month uh, here in Arizona, we do have the Super Bowl. And 
that's one of the really main reasons that I wanted to um, have you guys on is because this is such a big time for you and your outreach work. Yeah. And so I just want to hand over the microphone to you and you are just doing so many amazing things. I'm telling you, I was reading the list that you sent over and it's so beautiful. And I, it's so interesting, Jessica, because right now there seems to be this, um, you know how when words start to become really popular, it's like almost things can get convoluted. Yeah. And so while there seems to be a lot of talking or people throwing around the words, a lot of it is armchair warrior, like just keyboard keyboard warrior type stuff. And you and Michelle and Fire are boots on the ground. You're out there doing it. And so I just want you to know, first off, I mean, I just, I love you guys so much. And it's just such a blessing to, to know you, but I want you to share with the audience, if you could, what are you guys doing out there? So for, you mean for the Super Bowl, correct? Yeah. With your advocacy, yes. With your advocacy, your outreach, everything that you're doing out there with boots on the ground during this. And I mean, you're always doing it, but specifically yes. what's amped up right now because of the Super Bowl. So with any major event, like we have three major events within a two week time frame, and where unfortunately where there are men and where there is money, there's also exploitation of women and, and the youth. Uh, I was part of the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl was here the last time we did an outreach back then. Um, it, it was a little bit different uh, because I was part of the Phoenix Dream Center. So, you know, there was just a lot more resources and focus. Um, my heart is always to, to outreach to that woman so that she can find freedom, that she knows that she's valuable and that she's beautiful. Uh, and so generally with outreaches, like you said, there's, there is the, what I want to say, the politics. Um, even with uh, I have to tiptoe around this one really carefully because Michelle and I just discovered this one. Even when it comes to organizations that are are very involved and, and assisting, um, they because of funding, they are more guided, you know, with wherever those funds are coming from. So fire, you know, we're we're even though we do receive donations, it's mostly any kind. Um, but all of the funds that we receive go to to victims or survivors, just depending upon where that's at. Because that's where both mine and Michelle's heart is at. Is is that you know we've been very blessed to be able to um, have a great life and have our own finances. So anything that comes in, we want to be able to support um, a victim. And any major outreach, the Super Bowl to me, it's it's just an opportunity. Um, the Statistics are that are about 10,000 uh, women and children that are brought in um, for exploitation and, uh, you know, just different things that come from out of state. So what an amazing opportunity 
to meet women I probably normally wouldn't have met. Uh, and I want to go to areas where people don't think of, I mean, we already have a relationship with 10 to 12 of the strip clubs here in Phoenix. We go there once a month. Um, we've done an anti-recruitment campaign for both drugs and sex trafficking, any recruitment that might go on. Um, partnered with um, like Celebrate Recovery, if a woman feels that she's being recruited and doesn't want to be recruited, she can find a way to exit out. And the piece of it is, it's, it's an opportunity to outreach to a woman that I normally wouldn't have the opportunity to, but it's the community. I, I put messages out there, hey, you know, I can't believe this time is coming. Michelle has been making bracelets for four and a half years. <laughs> I'm wearing a couple of them right now. Yeah. We're finally going to hand them all out. Uh, but what gets me is, you know, the, our outreach advocates that have gone through training and they've just stepped up to the plate. And I keep, you know, because Michelle and I, we've been doing this for years. Uh, but our new advocates that are helping out for this particular event, once you see what you see, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And it's a different experience when you see it for your own eyes, because it's not something you see every day. So that exposure, my hope is not only to help liberate some of the women that are coming in um, and, you know, just sowing a good seed, but also to heighten awareness within um, the community and the advocates that have come that want to participate. Um, I think right now we're at, we're going to hand out 900 gifts, 100 roses, and I want to say 500 bracelets, right, Michelle? They're about At least. At least. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more closer to 1,000, but we'll see. Oh, good, good, good. God. <laughs> so beautiful. And I was sharing with Michelle, so the, the different places that we're going to go, which I had to be creative with some of them because, you know, it's, it's not something I recommend. There is a lot of training when you're going out into the streets, into the areas where individuals are being prostituted, where they're being trafficked. Um, so I found these really cute little cards that they're called pocket hugs. And how non-threatening is that to yeah. say, hey, you know, you're in my city for a short period. Here's a, a card of resources where you, you know, you can exit out if you would like or somebody to talk to, somebody to pray with. But hold on to this pocket hug. It's beautiful. So, and I was sharing, so I, I, I put the agenda together, uh, making sure we're utilizing our, our time. And I kind of, you know, didn't think about like what happens if a woman right then and there wants to exit out or shares that she's been trafficked. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with her? So I'm coming up with a plan <laughs> right now. I think it's going to be like most of them, you know, where like, it's a case to case. It, we're going to have, it's just going to depend on where she's at, what she needs and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I feel like we'll, the energy too is different because yeah. I have quite a few survivors within our community. Whereas the last time I didn't have very many. So peer support 
peer-to-peer, a woman who has exited out as to a woman that probably wants to exit out, I, you know, I just, I, I just feel that shift is going to happen. Like, there's just going to be a lot of movement. I'm praying that there's a lot of movement. Please pray for us, too. Absolutely. Um, so let me ask you, Jessica, when you, you mentioned that 10,000 women or children will be coming in for the Super Bowl, this is trafficking specifically with pimps or can you expand on that? Yeah. When you talk so- about, because I think that a lot of people, I, I mean, I mentioned before that when these words start getting thrown out there, some of the, the effectiveness of the word goes away. So people... I think don't necessarily know the umbrella of trafficking or the nuance of trafficking. And then is prostitution different is stripping different. I mean, I I think that that's something that uh, might help people in understanding um, what's, what's going on with trafficking. Yeah. So trafficking as defined by, you know, the UN as well as the United States, it's, it's three parties. So for a trafficker, uh, for an actual trafficking transaction, so to speak, there has to be a buyer, uh, a trafficker, and then a product. So the product is the human. It's sex. It's, you know, some type of exploitation, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and you also have instances where a woman or, a woman or you know, an individual will self-exploit is what they call it. So they'll right. come in, they know that there's some money being made. Um, I've heard stories where normal women in the city, because it's a major event, will just sell themselves during this time. So that's trafficking. Um, and, and prostitution is, it's the sexual act. It's a little bit different. Like a woman doesn't wake up in the morning and say, I want to sleep with 30 different men in a day. Um, there's usually some um, facilitation, so to speak, that takes place in order for that to happen. Uh, and again, when there's money involved um, and it's not just, you know, women here, um, I've heard stories of where CEOs of different companies that, that they might have a private jet, they will go to another com- another country, to the brothels, pick up 10, 20 women. And because it's a private jet, there isn't the same restrictions in the airport like you would have with just an individual traveling. So that's why it's just so rampant. Um, and again, it's just everybody's having a good time. So that's really just the drive. Uh, an event that Michelle and I went to a couple weekends ago, um, the demand. Um, unfortunately, the purchasing uh, is mainly driven by men. Uh, right now, I think they said it's about 95%. There are women that do purchase, but obviously it's not as high. And without the demand, there wouldn't be a need for the product. So individuals who are vulnerable in some way, um, you know, you think about uh, forced fraud or coercion, uh, abduction is only, I've heard now, it's actually reduced. Abduction is only 1%. 99% is manipulation, convincing another individual that this is what they want to do. And, you know, there's many, many, many stories out there of what, 
why women were led into it in, in uh-huh. one way or another. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you hear within the community. So that's what derives it is, like I said, it's, it's the demand and um, just the events surrounding it. And yeah. obviously different, um, uh, I don't want to give names of, cause there's three, like I said, there's three events here. So it doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's somebody playing golf, if it's somebody playing football, or if it's, you know, a big car show, yeah. all of those events uh, attract exploitation, but none of those names want to be associated with it. It's just something mm-hmm. that happens around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this kind of secrecy of, you know, what goes, what goes on when you leave town and your work is out of town or you go out to these events and it's kind of this unspoken uh, thing that I've, you know, and look, I lived in LA and I've, I, I've seen it for, I saw it everywhere where it just seems to be getting away from the ball and chain for the weekend. And um, such a, it, it's and it's so interesting to me that it's it's like one of those things that when you talk about, then there's a stigma on the woman, but yet when we really get down to the nuts and bolts of it, it's it's statistically very low that women are going out and paying for sex, right? And so the psychology of what's going on there is fascinating to me and why, and I suppose it's because as a culture or even as a globe or every culture, we're kind of taught to keep these secrets Mm -hmm. and the shame and the guilt is put on generally the woman. And so that's what I just love about, you know, what you guys are doing because it gives women a safe place to know that there's a safe place that you can go. And while there may be a lot of keyboard warrioring going on, there are so many of us women that are boots on the ground that are here holding space for you to come and find respite because we truly care. And we want you to know that. And I have worked with Michelle and Jessica on um, a personal level, and we'll save that for another interview because this isn't certainly about even you know what I necessarily do here. This is about what you guys are doing down in during the Super Bowl and all the time. I mean, this you guys do these outro, outreach. I'm in their private group for uh, Fire, which is Freedom is for Everyone, and I am constantly just like, oh my god, they're out doing it again. They're out. Prayers up. Prayers up. My girls are out there and they're doing it. And you know, Michelle, I, maybe tell us a little bit about because you do work with the youth. What is it that you would like people to know um, that are hearing this about um, what Fire is doing out there with um, the youth? Um, well, you know, we just. It's the same thing that Jessica said. We want to create community. We want to create a space where people feel safe and that they can come to no matter what they're going through. And, you know, when it comes to the youth, I mean, 
there there's some that we come across that you know have been trafficked but i think it also hits the prevention thing it's the breaking the chains it's the drive that pushes you know me and jessica was our own kids was breaking the chains and you know stopping those generational curses because we never want anybody to have to go through that again so naturally that means that there's a space for us and a community of love in the teen community and you know adding to what you asked jessica which also kind of answers the question you just asked me or two is you know a lot of times when you're dealing with children minors young folks being trafficked you're dealing with folks who don't even realize that that's what's happening. Sometimes it's, you know, some girl's boyfriend is like, hey, I want you to sleep with my buddies because I love you and it would make me and them happy, you know, and that's it. But on the side, somebody's passing money to that boy. You know, there's things like that happen. You know, there's stepdads and you know, biological dads and moms, you know, trafficking their kids to try and make ends meet. And they're telling their kids over and over and over again, this isn't what it is. You know, they're saying, oh, that's your boyfriend or, oh, he likes you. Or, you know, they're telling you something that's making you think it's not what it is. Or they're holding something over your head and threatening you saying, if you don't do this, I'm going to hurt your sister or something. And, you know, when it's on that level and you're dealing with a minor who barely even understands what this is, they're not going to realize that that's what's happening to them till years later. And so a lot of what we do when it comes to the minors is, you know, we just want that community. A lot of times the minors that come across our path, you know, are survivors kids. So, you know, they are getting an indirect ripple effect of what their parents experienced from trafficking. And so even though they may not be being trafficked, like Jessica said, her mom's vulnerabilities and weaknesses became hers. And so if we don't touch the youth in this community through the survivors, through wherever God leads us, then, you know, we're we're only healing, you know, the, the mothers and the fathers, but they're still having that disconnect at some point with their kids, which gives those kids that weakness. You know what I mean? That vulnerability that, that makes them prime real estate, if you will, for a trafficker. So, you know, you, that's a lot of what we do with the kids. And I think that really touches on what you guys were talking about too, is yeah, there's trafficking. Yeah. There's prostitution, exploitation, and all these big words on it. But we also have to look at the fact that there's a huge community that doesn't even know they've been trafficked. And that's why we need to be out there watching for the signs, handing the pocket hugs, because, you know, they might know somebody or, you know, something like that. It's about planting those seeds in those kids and that awareness they need, those things they need to watch out for that their parents might not be equipped to tell them because they're they're broken too right you know so i think that's a lot of what we do with the the youth community is just interacting with them and you know bringing up their awareness and then they go share it with their friends and it it just creates this ripple effect and that's that's what it's really about is changing the future in this you know we if we change the now 
we have to do it in a way that it lasts, right? And that means touching the youth. That, that sounds horrible. <laughs> we have to interact and, you know, help them in different ways so that they get their healing mechanisms that they, you know, they need to go into the world, right? Yes. And of course, I mean, I, and I understand why you said that, but yes, that's, but that is so critical. And, you know, I, I know this is, this is such sensitive conversation to have, but at the same time, so necessary. And if, if you're listening to this and it feels uncomfortable, I'm kind of like, yeah, well, okay, good. Because just being behind a, a keyboard and saying, oh, I, I, that's awful and typing something about it. I know, I understand. It's, it's, uh, it's, I imagine a little easier if you're where you are and you're not being seemingly affected by this. You are being affected by this. And if you have children, and you may think that, oh, my kids aren't doing that. I would say, I would argue that the media and the way that that just humanity is being blasted with information, you, you may be surprised what your uh, children are being exposed to. And at that critical, critical age, even, I mean, what age is critical now? I suppose it's all critical, but when, especially when the hormones and, and you're, you're starting to be exposed to things and you think it's super cool to do certain things, you know, be out with you, you are, kids are susceptible to this predatorial energy and it is epidemic. And I would even, without naming names of shows, I would say that that is the programming that is coming at kids regardless of anything it's they're coming after that energy and that's why i think that these conversations are so critical to have because you may think that your kids are safe and i certainly am not trying to put it out there that like you shouldn't enjoy life but to be educated about the signs of things that are going on in your household that you may not even be aware of and so maybe both of you could um, discuss in the home with children and adolescents if there are certain signs of behavioral change that you might help parents to maybe better notice. Do you want to address that one, Michelle? Um, I can address some of it, and I know you're going to have some epic stuff to add. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I really think it's important to note too in what we're saying is you know, we're all human and we're all, you know, have our issues. And it sounds like you have to be a really messed up kid to fall into this. But in all honesty, in all reality, all it takes is that one moment of a child who's going through a crazy divorce with good reason. Their parents don't need to be together. And you know, they have that moment where they're alone and they feel scared. And, you know, that one person reaches out to them in that dull moment and it just 
snowballs from there. It just, and kids, they're teenagers, they're getting their periods, they're getting hormones, they're getting lumps that they can't explain. And, you know, it's just, they're, they're confused. It's hard. It's really hard. And it's really hard as parents to address every single need and issue that our kids come up to us with. Cause we have our own, even if we are really, you know, on track in life, you still run into stuff and, you know, there's going to be moments where you're, you're trying to respond to your child, but there's 10 million things in your head and there's a disconnect and they feel that. And that one moment that icky person shows up at the right time, it can pull them. And it's not our fault as parents. It's not their fault as kids. But what we need to do is make sure they know what they're looking for when it comes to those icky people. They have to know that if they accidentally sent that picture or not accidentally for that matter, that -hmm. they can come and say, hey, mom, dad, I'm in trouble. And you, you won't hurt them. That's that's what's the big thing is that our kids feel safe enough to come to us when they're scared, when they're hurting, when they screwed up, when they look funny, you know, they have to be able to do that. And that's, that's really the biggest thing. I mean, it, it's crucial to watch out for, you know, certain apps on their phones, definitely. And I, I don't want to name drop apps and get in trouble here. Um, Jessica might be better at knowing which ones that are okay to name drop. But, you know, you watch for apps, you watch search history, you watch the phone history, the text history, learn the tricks to find out where their deleted messages are, put stuff on their phone so that you can watch where they're going and stuff. I know it sounds like an invasion of privacy, but it's better than an invasion of the white creeper van you know uh-huh. so you, you so just, if they're you, gonna have you, a phone or a computer and you're the adult you do not need to feel guilty as a parent if you're establishing boundaries because the no. boundaries are going to be imperative to your child navigating or your adolescent navigating the world that's out there and it's it's not something that i mean that you should feel guilty for if they're going to have that sort of access to the internet then you have access as a parent because you're the parent yeah exactly you know maybe even i i don't know my kids i don't even like them on the internet as i discussed in the beginning of this call i don't even have it because i don't want i don't want to try to keep up with all that because i know that i get stressed i know that you know, I get overwhelmed and I might mess up or miss it. So I just rather not have it. But if, and when they do, I'm pretty sure like I have, you know, a good idea. Like we could sit down and make it a plan to go through their phones together. Mm-hmm. Hey, make it a thing, yeah. you know, make them get yeah. used to watching what's happening on their phone and who's, yeah. you know, tapping into different stuff, teach them how to stop their apps from running so that their locations aren't available all the time, yeah. you know, different things. There's, there's so many different ways. And then you just, you know, you just watch out for different behaviors, secrecy, um, lack of eye contact is a big one. If, if a child is being abused or something like that, out, you know, and you're not doing it on any level, and they're not making eye contact and they're hiding and, you know, they're being weird. They're starting to show up with money that they can't explain, you know, different things for free, things like that. Phone calls late at night, you know, friends that are older than them, 
just you just watch out for just different activity is really that's what it is is being aware and alert of your children's activities and making sure that they can come to you if you miss something because you freaking will you will mm-hmm. <laughs> you will and i think that's another really key factor in it all is learning what to do when you do miss something yeah. you know how do you respond to that child who's been hurt how do you where do you take them? You know, what do you do? Cause it happens. Like the, the statistics are ridiculous for how many kids are sexually abused, you know, and their kids, their parents had no idea, you know? And so it's important to make sure that you've hit those steps when, or if something happens so that, you know, that vulnerability in them isn't now open for a trafficker. It's There's just, so much more. I could go on and on yeah. and on. Well, and I have so many questions, but I, I wanna I wanna have Jessica add into that and then I have a couple questions I'd like to throw out there for you guys. Well, I think my biggest thing is is to have that uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. My daughters are all adults, so I have four grandkids. And I love that my daughters and my son-in-laws are teaching my grandkids to be aware how to handle technology my i only have i have three grandsons and one granddaughter and you know we're all kind of hovering around my granddaughter uh, but my daughters are teaching her how to how to have a phone and boundaries isn't a bad word it's the safe yeah. word. it's it's love and i i just feel as parents that you know we think oh boundaries no boundaries Boundaries is, is love, and we need to teach our kids that. And just going off of what Michelle said about um, watching your kids, if you know, if, if just the typical things like we think, oh, teenagers, they're misbehaving, or whatever the case may be, we really need to watch because the more they get withdrawal, stuff starts showing up, the strange friends, you know. Um, I, I mean, just two things I would recommend if anyone's going through this, there's some suspicious activity of some sort, don't be afraid to to text the National Human Trafficking Hotline. I mean, mm. that information, you know, just tell them, not that you're telling on your kids, but, you know, that information is very, very helpful to law enforcement to track and to show that there is an engagement. Uh, one of the things I love about the blue campaign is if you see something, say something. So you mm. can text the or text or call the national hotline anonymously and not have to really worry about any any backlash. And just know that you that you're actually doing something. If it's wrong, that's okay. But can you imagine if you didn't do anything? Like what you know what what would have happened there? Uh, so just. I mean, for most parents, we're very engaged in our children's lives um, and we're okay with having that uh, uncomfortable conversation. If you haven't, I, I strongly recommend that you do it. And the approach always has to be with grace, kindness, and love. Because with grace, kindness, and love, you establish trust. And once you establish trust in your children's lives or their friends' lives for that matter, uh, that's when you can really speak into it. Uh, law enforcement, victim services, like I said, the National the national Human Trafficking Hotline, they have such good information. Uh, like I said, if you're not sure, just kind of researching it. 
and you know every individual that's being exploited the statistic is that they're they won't get out until they're ready to get out do we still Uh, have a tab on one of our pages with uh tips and things like that to watch human trafficking 101 right yes is that into the inferno into the inferno.org there's a ton of information that's our our volunteer training website Uh, we have two websites um, not to change the subject but we have two websites we have an advocacy website so if a woman is in need there's national and local resources here in phoenix for him or her you know even a child Uh, but then those that want to learn more about you know the survivor um, community and how to assist a survivor that has exited out and has been living among in our community or if you just want to like i said learn about the social issue I've put a ton of resources on there. Now in the guest bio that you sent me, those links are in there. And when I uh, post everything, those links will show. Did you um, put those links? Just the advocacy one, The because I'm not sure who's going to be watching the podcast. If you would like our our volunteer um, website, which I just kind of gave it, it's, it's, you know, you have to listen to the podcast, but I'm happy to send it to somebody. I just didn't want it to be public information. Out there. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, you know, this is, this is such powerful information and I'm so blessed to have connected with both of you and, and have actually you know, work with you in fire. And I think that it's just really important because right now, I think people, I think people truly do want to do something. Mm-hmm. It's just a very uncomfortable subject. I think that generationally people keep secrets they don't want to think that this could happen, you know, to them or to their family. But we now in the age of information that we're in, this doesn't know socioeconomics. This doesn't know color. This doesn't know race, religion. It is across the board an epidemic. And, and Oh, I keep getting feedback and I'm trying to figure my best with this technology. <laughs> let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me try this again. Um, so if anybody is out there watching and you want to step away from your keyboard and get out there, please reach out to Jessica and Michelle at FIRE. Freedom is for everyone. The work that they're doing is amazing and you may not even live in the phoenix area or the arizona or you know but you can start an outreach program where you are mm-hmm. and michelle and jessica i know them per like they're gonna be like yes 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 <laughs> yes let's do this because it is and i think i can speak for you ladies it is in our heart to make a difference on the planet it is our it is in our heart and to 
provide the kind of outreach and, and information so that if you're listening to this, you don't have to feel like I can't do anything. It's, it's, what can I do? Well, you can do something. You can do something. And the future for children and for, for really all of us, because we were, for lack of a better word, and, you know, we're all here in this together. So we want to make this better for the planet. This is, this is the core issue as far as I'm concerned on the planet right now, that if we don't fix this one, if we don't address this one, if you don't take up your sword of truth for this one, I don't know that the other ones matter. Hmm. You know, kids and all of our sacral sexual energy is, is priceless and it is the connection, it is love, it is everything. And so if we can't protect the children in that energy, what does it look like? I, I, I don't even, you know, I'm not going to go too doom and gloom with this, but I don't think it looks too good. This to me is the subject. And so um, I just love you guys so much. And I just Aww. really, it's so we important you. to have you. Thank you <laughs> to have you guys on. So let's let's kind of go back to what you're doing here in Phoenix during the Super Bowl and 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 draw ourselves back into that is there anything that anybody right now watching if they wanted to join you on something or send you a donation or really help in some way what can they do for you right now yeah so I mean there's multiple things and um, just kind of going back to like how everything is structured for fire. So I did want to touch really quick. So one of the things that fire is doing is we're assisting two major church denominations, AME and then AMEZ. And then we have some smaller churches. Uh, so a total right now um, on the West Coast, we're assisting about 75 churches creating human trafficking initiatives. And what I share with each church is, you know, to get involved, like each area has a different type of explanation, exploitation. Like one church is, is in um, near indigenous individuals. And so you've got a lot of trafficking happening in families and you have ones that are like right on the, on the, the track in Phoenix. And then you have another one that's kind of in a rural community. So you can help the survivors. So there's, Everybody can do something. And I just want to speak with the men too. Um, mm, Nick yeah. Limbo with mm. Just Men AZ. Mm. He's created a virtual outreach that men can do, reaching out to other men. I haven't added it to the website yet, but there is literally something for everyone to do. If you want to do something, it's finding out what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite advocates is Rebecca Bender. And something that she's, she speaks on is finding your lane. Uh, so within the whole Fire Revolution 2023 Super Bowl outreach operation, everybody's doing different things. Like some of the advocates, they can't go into strip clubs, but they'll do the streets. Some people can't do outreach at all, so they'll bring the food. I have another mm -hmm. person that just reached out to us because we want to hand out roses on our last, very last outreach. We want to go to the event by 
the Cardinal Stadium and hand out roses to women that we may feel that are at risk. And so there's, and I, I know I asked people, I'm like, could you bring snacks for us, for all the advocates? Because when I did this the last time, I forgot to eat. <laughs> I think I ate one meal a day and I did it for 10 days. So I was not doing well yeah. after about a week. So I want to make sure that all the advocates that are that are contributing and sowing their energy that they that they feel nourished to go out. Um, so in-kind donations, if you have any old makeup or jewelry and you want to be able to send that to us as well, um, you can, you can go again, you can go to into the inferno.org. And on the on that website, there's different ways to donate. Um, Kim is on there as well. You can help her with her what she, how she is helping fire and the survivors in our community. There's so many different ways. You can feed a horse. Can you believe helping <laughs> feed a horse helps survivors? So there's so many things that you can do. Uh, but like I said, for the Super Bowl, um, if you're not in the area, um, you can go to our website. Um, you could email. The email is on there, uh, info at thefirerevolution.com, and I'm happy to send you the link to um, our PayPal account where we receive donations. Uh, so like it's just during the Super Bowl, it's if you, you have to reach out to me because I'm very, very, very particular about the advocates that come out on outreach. Number yeah. one, because there is a, a convicted trafficker out there that thinks I'm still his property. So we have to be mindful of him. Um, just the, you know, maneuvering with, with traffickers out there. Um, I believe in the buddy system. Michelle and I joke about my buddy system, uh, but I've had traffickers try to recruit my advocates. You're dealing with people from other states who are just having a good time. Uh, and, you know, and they're not very mindful of, of boundaries uh, for the advocates. So there's a lot of training that goes into being an outreach advocate. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to just come and serve and help us put some more bags together, um, maybe put we put a card on all the roses and that's something else that you can do. Um, so there's just there's different things. So just reach out to us, email us. Yeah. I just love how like people have like, you know, over the years, I remember when I was accepting like you know, people coming in wanting to help and stuff. It's really just if you have something that you're good at that you like to do and you just reach out and say, Hey, I'm really good at this thing. Can you use it? Can you, can you use it in what you're doing? Most of the time we can, like, you know, we've, we've had so many different folks come up and help with different sort of outreach supplies, you know, the, the quilting ladies, people bringing food. It, it's just, you're, everybody's good at something and there's a way to use it in this fight somehow. You just have to be willing to say, Hey, can you use this? You know, I want to, I want, I want to help. Yeah. You know, and I will also say that I think that we're living in a time that a lot of people that may not think that they've had any sexual trauma, it's really coming to the surface so if you're wanting to break that generational curse in your family, even if you think that it couldn't happen to you, if something's coming up and you're starting to have even memories or you're starting to think, if, if something's surfacing for you, please don't think that you're alone. Please don't think that there's something wrong with you. 
reach out. And if you have children and you're finding this to be kind of difficult to even approach, that might be a sign that you need to approach it. Mm-hmm. So I think that coming together and, and providing a safe place to talk about all sorts of subjects that are coming up. If you're listening to this and you're feeling uncomfortable, part of me is like, good, you're feeling uncomfortable. And then the other part of me is like, I want to give you a hug because you're feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's okay. It's an uncomfortable topic. And it's, it's something that I, I suppose in, in so many ways, when I say my prayers at night, the feedback I get is that, well, that's, it's here for a reason. And y'all are here on the front line and it, y'all are on the front line. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something different with the horses and, and with you guys. I'm, I'm definitely um, not out there with boots on the ground the way that you women are. But like you said, there's a place for all of us in this fight. And that's the beautiful part of it. There's a place for all of us to take a stand and say, we're done with this. Mm-hmm. No more. You don't get, no, whatever, whatever. And there's all sorts of play, you know, whether it's predatorial energy, whether it's generational trauma, whether it's this, whether it's that it's here and it's done. We're done with this. So prayers up to you ladies. And if you have any um, last words, we'll go ahead. And I'd love to have you back on after the Super Bowl. And of course, oh, yes. to, to continually have you on. I absolutely <laughs> love you guys. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to Jessica, the name of the YouTube again. It is, if you search Fire Revolution into the Inferno. You'll find our playlist and all our videos that we do. Um, I do a weekly video, which I know you see. Um, it's uploaded to our YouTube channel. What's going on, events that we're doing, a word of encouragement. The videos are more for the survivor community um, to let them know that we're still here for them and that we're creating events for them that are specifically tailored for them. So. So, yeah, there are many different ways. But if you're watching this on Sedona Horse Medicine, if you would please like and subscribe, my True North series will be on. Uh, tonight I'm having technical difficulties, so I'm not sure how this video. I know that the, the podcast will turn out, but the video I'm not so sure. But I'm going to download it anyway um, <laughs> because I'm going to. Um, But please like and subscribe. I'm going to keep doing these True North interviews. It's showcasing beautiful humans that are living their True North, their divine mission, divine purpose. They've they've been on the hero's journey, and now they're on the other side of it, and they're sharing it with the village because that's what you do when you've been on the hero's journey. You've been in, you know, you've gone through the the belly of the beast, so to speak. You're on the other side and then you share the knowledge and the wisdom that you have gained. And Jessica and Michelle are the epitome of women who have been on the hero's journey and who are now here to share their wisdom. They're courageous they're brilliant, and I am honored to call them my friends. And I 
can't say enough about them because I just seem so like I love them with all my heart and they are a big part of Unicorn Way which is spelt Y-O-U Unicorn Way and you can find all those links on the truenorthpodcast.com if you would like to help support as Jessica so beautifully said if you'd like to buy a meal for a horse those horses actually are an integral part of what I do when I work with women coming out of the outreach program that Jessica and Michelle are so brilliantly running and a part of, and and just it's their passion. And I get to be a little part of that and see the beauty that comes when we work together and share our gifts individually and then come together. So please, if you're feeling drawn to this conversation, reach out and you will find a place for yourself because we need you. We need you. And ladies, I absolutely adore you. And if you have any last words, please, if not, we will end it and I will send you with much love and prayers up for your, you know, remaining uh, month. It's going to be a busy one. Yes. You have anything, Michelle? Um, I think I just, you know, you guys all talked about all these great ways to help, but there's ways to help just in your community too. And that's with the kids. If you want to make a difference in the world on any level, you make a difference in a young person's life and you will make lasting change in this world that will outlive every single one of us older folks here. <laughs> and I think that's so important. And you know, somebody said something recently that really struck me. And we have a giant generation here of kids that are coming into this world with stuff from generations of folks who used methods that hurt them. And those curses are being broken. Parents are handling their kids in different ways than they've ever dealt with them. And these kids are trying to understand and come into the world with this generational crap hanging over them while they understand why their parents are acting different than their ancestors did and they don't understand it so i think it's just really hard for kids and i think we need to connect with them we need to try to love them where they're at we need to try to be fun with them you know anything you just spend time with them laugh with them show them an adult that isn't unsafe and that's that's really a way to make a difference even if you're not reaching out for it to an advocacy or something you're helping a child grow into the world with a moment of peace because you gave it to them and just I think that's so important and they all need it so maybe uh, less computer, more nature? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more nature, laughs, you know, yeah. when they're more weird connection. and goofy and you don't get their funky jokes, laugh anyway. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but help them feel comfortable in this world because yeah. they're, they're yeah. not, you know, mm -hmm. even yeah. if just for a moment. That's that's all I have to say. I'm all about those kiddos, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. And Michelle has three beautiful 
daughters and Jessica daughters as well. And, and you guys are an amazing example of taking your pain, your trauma, and again, coming out on the other side of the hero's journey and an example of what that can look like when you've healed generational trauma or even this, you know, just this lifetime trauma. <laughs> you guys are an amazing example of that. And so I am, uh, well, I'm just in love with you both. So that's that. <laughs> we love you. you. Yes. So funny. I, we, Michelle and I were doing kind of a speaker tour because January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And I updated our volunteer training website. I added the survivor's story all because I wanted to share what you were doing. Ah. <laughs> uh, so. Well, you know, ladies, and for those of you listening, last spring, it's almost been a year. Yes. May 20th. And how that even happened, we all have this amazing kind of story about the day that that happened with our dads. And like we had all these amazing synchronicities. And here we are almost a year later. Uh, we've had some new Patreon donors. And so we'll be planning another. Uh, it's all sponsored. It's donor sponsored. So if you're listening and you want to become a, a sponsor on Patreon, it, it goes all to the women that are coming out of trafficking or domestic violence so that they can come up here to beautiful Sedona experience um, horse medicine and, and just really working on emotional regulations, just really a lot of tools and solutions that can, that can really help one on any, on a journey with trauma in general. Um, but I'm specifically, of course, very passionate about the whole women coming out of trafficking and, you know, I'd love, I'd love to see it branch out to where it's adolescents that have like, I, you know, of course I, I'd, I'd like to see it be as big as um, it could possibly get, but to touch base with you guys is always such an amazing blessing. And here we are, you know, Super Bowl being here. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you again. I'm looking forward to planning what we're going to do with the next um, you know, time with the horses, with the ladies. And I love, I just love what you guys are about and, and how courageous, you know, I really believe that when we take courageous steps in life, we're rewarded mm. with 10 times the blessings, like it, it, bigger blessings, because it takes courage to change mm -hmm. and to, to say, Hey, I'm going to step out there where it's uncomfortable because I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. So regardless of whether or not you're going through that individually in your life, whether you're stepping out and you're taking a stand on something that you're passionate about, be courageous, mm -hmm. be courageous. The world needs you. The world needs you. Yeah. <laughs> and you have just, uh, been introduced to two very courageous women that I love and I can't wait to, like I said, hear from you. I hope you'll come on after this month. You may need a little time to kind of uh, digest everything, but I'm certainly hoping that you'll come back as soon as you're ready to. 
And uh, I think that on that note, you guys are probably wanting to get some sleep as you guys, we are doing this a little later tonight and you're probably, what, what day does your, uh, does your stuff start? Is it the next week? The ninth, the, yeah, the ninth, 10th, the ninth, the ninth, 10th and 11th. So here we yeah. go. And again, all this information, all their, uh, links and stuff will be in the guest bio and certainly reach out you can Send find prayers. me yeah <laughs> prayers up prayers up and i will be contacting you guys before you guys go out there i, I will be um you know we're we're in some groups together yeah. so i will be prayers up and you will be on my heart i've got my bracelets on <laughs> i um yeah yeah and we'll do we'll talk more about some of that stuff in the update because i could keep you guys another hour <laughs> But then, you know, you got to get some sleep. So have a great night, ladies. I love you to pieces. And I'm going to end the, I'm going to end the um, anchor right now. Thank you okay. for tuning in. Here we go. But stay on the line, the other line, ladies. Okay. Good night, anchor.